Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. You hear him screaming? I was in! And the Chargers are in the win column in overtime. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Little shout out here for the Chargers. The discussion on this Football Friday, of course, is going to be the Raiders, but the Chargers have had their games with Denver, Kansas City, and last night, Las Vegas. Their three compadres in the AFC West all come down to the final play, and for once, the Chargers can flip the script and win instead of lose in excruciating fashion. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, if you're watching on TV this morning, Key rocking out with the 42 Ronnie Lott jersey as SC gets set for a big one tonight in the Pac-12 title game. All right, it's Las Vegas, so we got to talk about doubling down here for a minute. Here's the deal, fellas. If you've been to Vegas, there's an area in the Las Vegas Valley called the Southern Highlands, and in that area area of town living right next to each other are John Gruden and Derek Carr. Carr buying his lot after he found out where Gruden was living, saying at the time, quote, hopefully a lot of knocks on the door. Maybe we can carpool. That would be good for us. We might knock down the fence and just make it one. We'll see. Carr was knocked down last night with a groin injury. That's why Mariota came in. The Las Vegas Brain Trust is known to be high on Mariota. Here's what Gruden said. I, I, I oh, don't want to live nowhere near a coach. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to do it. That's why when I when, when when I was in Tampa, you know, I started looking at places and, and Dungy lived where he lived. And I'm like, you know what, man, I got to get so far away from coaches. I don't want to live nowhere near a coach. Even like Sorry. somebody as nice as Tony Dungy, like he would probably bring over cookies. I mean, he's like the nicest dude. Nada. Nada. No, thank you. Okay. Now listen to this. Here is Gruden, who he doesn't want to live near. Uh, on Mariota playing well and a fashion faux pas, he came out last night wearing an Oakland Raiders hat. Just a reminder, of course, they are now the Las Vegas Raiders. Throwback Thursday, man. Here's well, Mariota came in, did a great job. Um, it's unfortunate we couldn't find a way to win that game at the end. It's on me, and um, I will say I apologize for not having the right hat on. Somebody played a pretty good trick on me. All right, real quick, we're going to talk more gambling. Las Vegas theme continues with our Joe Fortenball coming up here in about eight minutes. So hit us up any gambling questions you have. I mean, there's a ton of college football tonight. Like I said, Keys Trojans, Saturday, Championship Saturday, Sunday, NFL, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Key J and Z on Twitter for our gambling expert, Joe Fortenball, 8, 10 a.m. Eastern. So much football to talk about. Jay will obviously be fired up as well. So get your calls in right now hang tight and you can get your question on the air key the question is now if we've got to go with Mariota moving forward what kind of confidence do you have in him I got a lot of confidence in him I think you know look former number two pick of the draft fell behind Jameis Winston he's played big time college football before he's been a starter in this league he's led a team to the playoffs he's had some mild success I think this is the reason that he's the highest paid backup quarterback in the National Football League. When you look at a guy like that, you need to go out and sign a guy like that just in case something comes up where Carr can't play, which happened last night. And he went in and he did a terrific job. What I would say, I kind of know Coach Gruden with these quarterbacks and he's always sniffing them. And one of the things that I would say is this may be the beginning of the end for Carr in in Las Vegas. Because one of the things that John likes is he likes veteran quarterbacks that know how to play the game. We watched him. He came in and he did fine. He had him in a position to win the game. That is how you do things. And you think about his last stops, his last stop as a head coach 
in, in Tampa Bay, he went through a litany of quarterbacks after we won the Super Bowl, from Brian Greasy to Jeff Garcia, Chris Sims, Bruce Gronkowski, Luke McCown, Tim Rattay. Mm. Tim Rattay, he tried to start Tim Rattay. So this is an opportunity to get away from Carr, something that's been rumored out there since Gruden took over the Raiders. Now here's an opportunity for Mariota to play these next three games and show, okay, this is who I am now in your system, what you want to do with me. I I don't know how you can say this could be the end of Derek Carr. Derek Carr hasn't been the problem this year for the Raiders. I mean, doesn't matter. You're the quarterback of the team, baby. I, I understand. I, I know that by default, he had to fall on the sword to a degree, right? And I know that Marcus Mariota last night ran for 88 yards. He rushed 88 yards, and that's, what, 38 more yards than Derek Carr has ever had done in his entire career. And he can keep plays alive, and he looked good last night coming in the second quarter. But, I mean, this defense allows the third most points in the NFL. So all that money that they spend on their O-line, I think it's time that they start thinking about how they need to revamp their defense because their defense is the one that just gave up. I mean, look, there are a lot of questionable calls by Alex Lynn going for field goals down the end, especially understanding that their kicker hasn't been uh, the most consistent. Uh, But it just seemed like every time Justin Herbert had the ball in his hands, he was picking them apart. I think the defense is the issue that they need to address, not so much the quarterback being the issue. No, you, you, you are correct in that assessment 188%. I didn't give you 200%. I gave you 188. You are correct, though, Jay Will. But what I'm saying is because John has this quarterback kind of issue that he's always looking for the next one. He's just been that way throughout his coaching career. He doesn't have he, – he, it's almost like he doesn't have enough of them. And based on the ups and downs that Carr has had, even though he's playing phenomenal this year – They've they've been sniffing around for a while now trying to find somebody to replace Carr. Now you have Mariota. You signed Mariota originally to push Carr. Then I think and I think Marcus got banged up and then you you know, the COVID and all these sort of things happened where there couldn't be a quarterback competition and you was left with Carr. Carr has gotten you wins against Kansas City. He's shown you he can play the position. But you got to also pay him whatever the number is, 30, 32, 33 million dollars. That factors into the equation. Because if you look at it, where are the Raiders? Are they a Derek Carr away from winning the Super Bowl? No, they're not. And so when you look at it, you say, if they keep Carr, are they going to be in the same position? Again, in 2021, they were in 19 and 20. Probably so. So why not get that money off the books for a quarterback like Marcus Mariota that knows how to play, that does what I'm looking to do both in the air and on the ground because West Coast offense is like mobile quarterbacks. They like guys that can move around. Patrick Mahomes is the, the young Jeff Garcia's, the Steve Young's of the world, the Brett Favre's, the Aaron Rodgers. That's the style that they like, and he fits that mold. Remember, he they high praise when they signed him, high praise. They're just saying, just watch out for that as time goes by. 
Key, I could not agree with you more. Just got to remember the hierarchy here of the Raiders. Obviously, I'm under no illusions. When you pay somebody $100 million to be there for 10 years, he's calling the shots. There's no doubt about it with John Gruden. But his general manager, Mike Mayock, who you may not be familiar with, he was a very highly respected draft analyst for the NFL Network, sort of their version of what we have with Mel Kuyper Jr. Mel Kuyper's the best. And Todd McShay. No doubt about it. Mel was the grandfather. He started the whole thing. He was mailing out booklets in the 80s before this became a 24-7, 365 thing. But Mayock also very well respected. And in that year where Mariota came out and was the second pick, and obviously Jameis Winston was the first pick, Mayock was at that time a draft analyst, had no association with the Raiders, and was as high as you could possibly be on Marcus Mariota. Again, totally understand that Gruden's calling the shots, but key, if there is some level of cohesion between your GM really liking this guy and Gruden obviously always, like you said, looking for the next big thing, it seems like it might be bullish if they give this time. Well, I, I, look, I just, I just know how he thinks. And when you look at it with Mike Mayock saying the things that he said about him and Gruden saying the things he said about him in the quarterback camps that he had, it's, it's, it's there. It's a, a match made in heaven, especially if you listen to his post presser. Oh, he runs and he, he certainly did that tonight. I mean, it's it's vintage John Gruden. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just vintage John Gruden. These are the things that he wants in his quarterback. He saw it on full display against the Chargers firsthand. He saw it on full display. Guy comes in and drops dying handoff to Waller on a big touchdown on a one-on-one matchup against a corner. I mean, what more do you want? Let him on a 70-something yard drive. Like, what more do you want? And that gets these coaches, Jay Will, they get to feeling good. they like, yeah, okay, what could I do with this guy? Henry Ruggs, Marcus Mariota, I, I signed Nelson Aguilar back. I got Jacobs in the fold. I retool my defense when I bring a defensive coordinator in, unless I keep Rod there. Uh, it, you, you know, you start, these wheels start to spin over the next couple of weeks about 2021. Yeah, and no, look, we'll, we'll get a chance to see. The Raiders versus Tua. I mean, that's Mariota versus Tua, two, two quarterbacks from Hawaii next week, which would be interesting to see. But, Key, you're starting to win me over here. Just, I mean, the, the dual threat, the, the Same high school, by the way, Jay. The, the optionality that you can have with Mariota. And I, I love the way Derek Carr has played this year. I still don't think he's the problem, but I can see how no, you can say No, he's not. He's not the, the sex, problem. Yeah, the sex appeal, though, of what Mariota could be in that style of an offense with John Gruden, I hear what you're saying. I hear. I don't like it. I hate it for Derek Carr, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, Derek Carr landed on his feet. You know what? Look, look. He, if it were, if it were to happen, this is not hot takes and all that crap that people put out there in the world. This is not <laughs> that. I'm just telling you what I see and what I smell down the pipeline. And Derek Carr, depending on what happens with Alex Smith in Washington. That could be a landing spot for him because the relationship with Jack Del Rio, who gave him the hundred plus million dollars mm. when he was the head coach, Zubin and Jay. So all of those kind of things you got to watch out for as the season unravels and we get into the offseason.
couple things I would mention I think that are really instructive. Keyshawn mentioned it. They both played at St. Louis High School, which is actually in Hawaii. I know it doesn't sound like St. Louis High School would be out on the <laughs> island, but it actually is. And the other thing I would say as we wait for Joe Fortenbar, gambling expert, again, get your gambling <laughs> questions in, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776-KJNZ on Twitter. And we got huge college football NFL weekend championship Friday and Saturday in college and then another big slate in the NFL. So get your calls in now. He'll be with us in just one moment. The other thing, fellas, I want to mention is think about how quickly things change in the NFL. The top two picks in that draft, the Bucks put everything out there that Jameis is our guy. We drafted him number one. And of course, the Titans put everything out there that Mariota is going to be our guy. And they drafted him number two. And lo and behold, here are both of them on team number two trying to get it done. Let's go to our gambling expert, Joe Fortenbaugh. He joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. You can see him every weekday, Monday through Friday at 6 Eastern on ESPN2, hosting Daily Wager with my man Doug Kazarian. Our gambling show, you can see him Sunday morning. You can see him on ESPN Radio Game Day. Saturdays, hopefully we're paying him by the show. He'd be a very rich man. Joe, good morning. I'm going to lay this one off to my man Key because he's got a huge game he's keeping his eye on tonight, and I'm guessing he wants you to ask about his Trojans. Am I fair with that, Key? Absolutely, 100%, Joe. Where are my Trojans at in this one? We take on the Oregon Ducks, who slid into the conference final because of the COVID situation with the Washington Huskies. What's up with this? All right, let me start by asking you a question. I know that's not the best way to approach this, but what do you think the mindset is of the Trojans, having gone 5-0, and huge win over UCLA, the big comeback last week, and now they not only aren't going to be playing Washington, they get the fill-in with Oregon, but the mindset has to be that even with a win here, you're not getting into the college football playoff. So if you're well, between 18 and 22 years old, how do you feel about that going into this game? Well, the mindset is we have to impress the committee, so we have to go out there and really put on some real football against Oregon, like really show the committee and everybody what we can actually do against a formidable opponent. Okay, I like that because USC's offense has been hanging points. That's no surprise. They're averaging about 35 per game this season, and Keaton Slovis has been fantastic in the pocket. What I wonder about is USC's defense in this situation against Oregon. You get the flip-flop of the opponent at the last minute. That's okay. It's not like you've never played Oregon before. You understand what you're going up against. Oregon's defense has really struggled from a yards-per-play perspective, from a scoring perspective. There's going to be an opportunity for USC to hang a lot of points. But this game's been sitting on USC minus three for a while. I know some guys that are pretty good at what they do in this business that seem to be liking Oregon in this spot. That's not necessarily me, but if I was looking to make any play on this game tonight, I'd play over 64 points. I think we're going to see a lot of points on the board by the end of the evening. Joe, big Saturday championship weekend in college football, NFL, number one Gonzaga versus number three Iowa. What's your favorite play for Saturday? As I'm working through it, I would say one that jumps off the table is Notre Dame plus 10.5. I think there's this mindset coming in that now that Trevor Lawrence is back for Clemson and he didn't play in the first one, that Clemson's going to roll Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been really solid this year, especially from the defensive side of the ball. They held UNC to just 17 points a few weeks ago. I know a lot of people will say, well, UNC, who cares? Outside of the Notre Dame game, North Carolina is scoring 45 points a game this season. They just hung 60-plus at Miami. Notre Dame shut them down after the first quarter. They also held Clemson to a season-low 33 points in regulation. Now, that doesn't sound great, but if you can hold a team to 33 points, 
If you could score a little yourself and you got 10 and a half in your pocket there, I like Notre Dame. I'm not saying they're going to come out and win. I think the spread is just way too high, given the fact that Notre Dame's had plenty of time to prep for this game like Clemson has, given the fact that they've got a smart quarterback who protects the football in Ian Book and a very good defense. So I'd be looking there. I'd also be looking to Iowa State plus five and a half against Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. The game's in Texas, neutral site game. Iowa State got Oklahoma the first time, so there'd be a thought process here that it's going to be tough to beat the same team twice in the same season. I understand that. Both teams have played much better over the second half of the season, especially Oklahoma. But remember, Oklahoma's had postponements, cancellations. They've only played one game in the last 23 days headed into this matchup. Uh, We haven't seen Iowa State since, I believe, December 5th. I do like Matt Campbell, the head coach at Iowa State, with the points in my pocket. So I'd be playing the Cyclones as well. Let's go to the phone lines. Again, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Again, huge college football tonight, tomorrow, dozen NFL games on Sunday, the Monday night game. Get in here. Key J and Z if you can't get on the phone. Brandon in Wisconsin. You're on ESPN Radio. Fire away to Joe. Yeah, cool. Thanks for taking my call. So, hey, Joe, I've been um, betting six and 17 teasers here lately, just looking for a different strategy. I haven't, haven't hit here lately. And, and, Joe, real quick, speak English to the rest of us on that one. Oh, man. Okay, a teaser, you can do it with six points, ten points. There are a lot of options. It works. It's not a straight bet. You're going to have to have multiple teams involved. He's talking about having six or seven teams involved, which means you've got to hit all of them. You can do what's a classic, traditional six-point teaser, meaning you're going to need both teams that you pick to win. The gimmick is that you get six points to move the point spread in each game. So, for example, if you were playing uh, Keyshawn's Trojans tonight, you wanted to tease them from a three-point favorite, you could tease them six points all the way to minus three to plus three, right? And then you'd find another team, and you'd move that game six points as well. People like them because they can move the spread, uh, but you do have to win both. So if he's talking about six or 17 teasers, long-term, that's not going to help. The rule with teasers is this. Start simple, just play a two-team six-point teaser, and then from there, you always want to tease through at least two key numbers. That's the key. Key numbers being three, four, seven, because games in the NFL and college football tend to land on differentials of three, four, and seven. I believe over the last five years, it's about 14% of the games in the NFL land with the differential of three, 24 to 21, 27, 24. You get where I'm going there. Tampa Bay's laying six at Atlanta. You could tease them from six down to pick them. That would be one leg you could use. You could also take New England, who's, my, who's plus one and a half, tease them up to seven and a half. You get through the key number of seven as you play the Miami Dolphins. I, I didn't realize there'd be this much calculus this morning, boys. <laughs> Best NFL play would be what? I know you mentioned a little college football. Jay mentioned a college basketball heavy with Gonzaga finally getting back on the court in a top three matchup with Iowa. That's maybe going to be one of the better regular season games of the season. Huge matchup there for the college hoop heads. But how about your best NFL play? There's a couple that stand out. I'd be looking to the Patriots plus one and a half. They were a three-point dog earlier in the week. The money's been coming in on New England for a couple of key reasons. They've had 10 days to get ready for this game. Last time we saw them, they were getting humiliated on Thursday night against the Rams. Number two, Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. He has a tremendous track record against rookie quarterbacks. I believe he's 21-5 and straight up when he's going against rookies. In addition, the last rookie to beat him was Russell Wilson back in 2012. (laughs) Since then, he's 11-0 against rookies rookie quarterbacks two has only made six starts and as good as we saw Justin Herbert look last night think back two weeks ago when he went against 
Bill Belichick as a rookie. He he had uh, he was throwing for fewer than four yards per average pass. His yards per attempt average was less than four yards. That's pathetic. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. They made him look horrible, and that kid's had a really nice season. So not only that, Miami's defense is good as they've been. They've been good defending the pass. They struggle a bit against the run. That's where Cam and the Patriots can attack them. I take a look at the Patriots. I'd also think about laying three with the Minnesota Vikings, who are hosting the Chicago Bears. The look-ahead line, which was the point spread that came out last week, the point spreads that come out in advance had the Vikings minus six and a half for this game. So they go to Tampa and they lose. Well, that was somewhat predictable. And the Bears beat the Texans. That was a toss-up game. And now it comes back out three. I think that's a big over-adjustment. Remember, the Bears had lost, I believe, six straight going into that game last weekend. And they were only scoring about 19 points per game. I think you can get some value playing the Minnesota Vikings minus three. All what right, should Joe. I do? Go what ahead, should Keith. I do, Joe, with this Denver-Buffalo game? Because a lot of people, I think, are underestimating Denver's defense. All right, so let's start with this disclaimer. Buffalo's my team. And when I mean my team, most gamblers know this. Everybody's got that one team that whether you bet on them or against them, you lose every single time out. That's me with the Buffalo Bills this year. If you hear me telling you I like the Bills, it's bad news for them. If, I, if I'm betting against the Bills... It's been great news for them. And as you can tell by their record, I've been betting against them quite a bit this season. So take this with a grain of salt. They're laying six on the road against Denver. It was as high as six and a half. So we've seen a little Denver money in this situation. This is a unique spot. You're off a huge win against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. Now you're going to travel across the country to play at altitude against Denver, who's the type of opponent at this point in the season you could overlook them a little bit if you're not paying attention because you got some big games down the stretch against New England and Miami, and that, that's going to mean the world to Buffalo for winning the division and trying to kick the Patriots out of the playoffs. So I have a little bit of a lean to Denver, which is great news for Buffalo Bills fans. Hey, 30 seconds. Give us one out the door. Your weekly Friday tradition. Philadelphia plus six and a half if Darius Slay is able to go. I know he's trying to come back from the concussion. I think that's too many points. Jalen Hurts is the talk in Philadelphia. He was smart with the football. He takes what the opposing defense gives him. But look at what his own defense did on the field against New Orleans when they had an opportunity. That was the key to that game. They're tied for sixth in opponent yards per play this season. Philly's defense can keep that game close. So if Darius Slay is going to go, I like the six and a half with my po- in my pocket with the Philadelphia Eagles. And they'll be taking on Arizona. It's time to get even or even worse, my man. We'll see you next week. You guys are the best. Best of luck to everyone. I'll talk to you next Friday. All Thanks, right, Joe. man. Merry Christmas. Same to you. On the way, when you think about the Titans, you obviously think about Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. But you should actually be thinking about the dude that's going to join us next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
AJ, what has this journey been like for this team this season? There have been a lot of ups and downs. You appreciate the hard times, you know, because it kind of builds you. Throws over the middle, it's caught. That's A.J. Brown at the 50-yard line, breaks a tackle 40, has a blocker, bats in at the 35. We got a chance to punch our ticket, and uh, now, now it's go time. To the 20, to the 10, 5, and A.J. Brown is in for the Tennessee touchdown. A.J. is going to join us here in just a moment. He's had an unbelievable season and fellas, he and the Titans are right there to battle for the AFC South. They're in a dogfight with the Indianapolis Colts. And Key, whenever we have a great wide receiver on, whether it's been Allen Robinson or anybody else, and we're about to have another one here momentarily, what do you like so much about this kid as we prepare to have him join us in just moments? Well, one of the things in terms of his skill set, he's always catching the balls with his hands in in that's extremely important at the receiver position. Don't be a body snatcher. Uh, you, Key, can you, you explain what, what does that mean? What does it mean catching the ball with your hands? What you mean? Like your hands. Like your, I mean, your hands. What else would you catch you the ball your, with, though? That's what I'm trying to get you to break. You can catch the ball with your body. You know, it depends on – some guys have a tendency – I've caught the ball with my body in certain situations to shield guys away when I feel like they're in, in my space and they're going to bat it away. So I use my big body to get up so I become a body snatcher. But most of the time, you want to pluck it. You want to put them hands out there in front of you. When you see a guy constantly doing that, you know he has good hands and he's comfortable with his hands. When guys catching 70% of their passes with their body, they're a body snatcher. That's just what it is. But what I was going to say was he he catches the ball. He's big. He's fast. I actually want to know how big is he actually weight-wise. I know one thing in in the book, he'll say one thing, but what's his playing weight? Um, it, it, and he's just, he's phenomenal. Let's put it that way. And he's not in a pass happy offense. He takes advantage of his opportunities. And that's all you can really ask for in a receiver like AJ. It says he's six foot, 227 pounds. That's what yeah, I see he looked too, He looked 232. Yeah. I, I was going, I was, I was going to ask him cause I really want to get their true weight. That book might <laughs> be 230. He might really be 250. He, I got to ask him. And you're going to ask him. Zubin, if you saw the catch he had against the Jags this oh, past yeah. weekend, I mean, literally, I was watching it in my living room, and I stood up. I had my drink. I stood up. I was like, "Damn, what, 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 what kind of next level stuff is that?" There's no doubt about it. He's going to join us, and the first thing we'll ask him is, "Give us your true weight." We'll put him right on the spot. By the way, uh, Key, when you think about it, they've got Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and this dude. That's not a bad triumvirate here as they look to try and battle and win the AFC South. Yeah, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Tanny Hill. You know, they got like a like little triplet thing going <laughs> there. And, and uh, if their defense can start to play better and they run the ball the way that they can with Derrick Henry and Tanny Hill doesn't turn the ball over, then they, they could find themselves in a similar position that they were in a year ago. Do you think we could actually see them in a championship game? Like when you say similar position, I mean, is, is that so, the expectation so right for this now, team? So right now we got – right now we have Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. The Bills. The Bills. Colts. Colts. Tennessee. Dolphins maybe. Dolphins maybe. Tennessee. I'm just trying to think. Like I'm looking at the potential opponents that they could face. Um, You, you could potentially – Indy, Indianapolis is going to get interesting, right? That's going to be an interesting out. 
Buffalo's going to be an interesting out. Pittsburgh, I feel like they're going to take a step back. I don't feel like that I felt like about them 10 weeks ago. I mean, uh, four weeks ago. I, I just don't, I don't feel the same about them. Uh, I feel better about Cleveland than I do about Pittsburgh, to believe it or not. Uh, you know, the Raiders, the, the Ravens uh, could be interesting if they get in. But I think Tennessee can find themselves depending on the matchup. It's all about matchups too, right? If, if, if all of a sudden uh, Tennessee's playing Miami and then Tennessee is playing Cleveland a second time, now all of a sudden you look up and you're in a different position. Uh, or, or you're playing the Colts and you're playing a Miami. Or you're playing the Colts and you're playing a Cleveland. So it all depends on how this thing washes out in the end. One last thing I wanted to mention, fellas. Can you believe A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf were teammates at Ole Miss? I don't know how they possibly could lose a game if those are your wide receiver ones and twos. And while we wait here for A.J., obviously it's a, it's a busy Friday for him. And if we can't catch up with him, I want to mention one other big wide receiver story, guys, and that is Jarvis Landry. Marcus Peters, apparently, according to the video, and there is video, there is a Zapruder film of this, spitting towards Jarvis Landry's direction while Landry had his back turned to him in that Monday night classic and you can see it if you're watching on espn news right now i'm sure it's all over your phone too people were able to ferret that out and see it as you might imagine uh, no man wants to be spit on by another man and here is jarvis landry laying the wood to marcus peters he's a coward you know i think i think you know he, he knew that maybe behind my back he'd do things like that but to my face he wouldn't so you know i take it for what it's worth and you know, now I know. Everybody knows the type of player he is, the type of person he is, and just move on from there. I saw the video after the game, uh, uh, which, you know, obviously losing the game and then after the game seeing that, you know. Um, but, again, like I say, man, it's, it's, it's cowardly. Do you guys have a history? We don't have a history. But, you know, for, for some reason, uh, he seemed to have it out for, you know, myself and O and, and, oh, and Whatever his beef is, I don't know, but, you know, that's what he wanted. He he definitely got it. Jay, you're the discipline czar. I'm going to make you the discipline (laughs) czar for a day. What kind of suspension and or discipline at all does this guy deserve? I mean, I think he deserves at least a game or more um, on top of a hefty fine. Look, if Jarvis Landry had seen this, I would expect Jarvis Landry to fight. I know if I saw another man spit on me, just in general, Zubin, like I am going to – Roll up my sleeves, and we are about to scrap. Now, I'm never uh, a person to perpetuate bad behavior or anger, but that is just completely disrespectful. Now, you add COVID to that, that's damn near assault. Mm. That's assault. So I think the league has to review this, has to investigate it, has to come down harsh, especially when a player has shown a history of volatile behavior. I mean, there's, there's been a history that has fouled Marcus Peters a volatile behavior, and it's documented. It's documented, Key. Well, I, look, I, I'm not going to get into his history in the league and, and, you know, having a certain relationship with clubs and clubs moving on from him. And I, I, I'm not going to get into that. What I am going to get into, though, is if, in fact, the league finds out that that is exactly what he was doing, then they got to remove him from the field for the remainder of the year. Um, a slap on the wrist is not enough for me because that's some disgusting you-know-what. That's like <laughs> gross, man. I, I said it already once earlier this morning. I'm not going to get into the video that was posted 
on the plane ride with Marlon Humphreys. I don't care about that. I don't care about you insinuating what, what Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry's relationship is. I don't, I'm not getting into that. I'm getting into you spitting at somebody, which is disgusting stuff. If, in fact, that's what he was doing. The league, and I'm sure Troy Vincent and, and Roger Goodell and those guys will sit there and they'll pay attention to it and they'll follow it and they'll do the right thing, which is to take him off the field because it's nasty, man. You know, that's the, that's the most degrading thing that you could possibly do. Like people don't even, I, I just, for anybody that think that that's cool or think that that, oh, so what? Anybody that thinks that, they're delusional, obviously. I mean, he would. I would see him. I, I would see him no matter where we at. Game on. And I ain't talking tough to be talking tough. I'm talking real. You spit on me, you are gonna get your ass whooped. Period. That's a mic drop moment from Key. Nothing more to add to that. I should mention, and Key loves when I say this. Tongue planted firmly in cheek. Nobody could catch up to AJ Brown on the field, and apparently yeah, we players, couldn't either. What do you expect? And apparently we couldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Football, football players. What you expect? <laughs> all good. we got love for him That's it. you guys are always on time regiment we're gonna be here at this time every day but we'll catch up with aj down the line on the way picking all the championship games jay will or jay won't have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's get it going here with Jay Will or Jay Won't this morning on ESPN Radio, the app. And of course, smart speakers on ESPN News. You just saw Lady Liberty. In just moments, we will get to Jay Will or Jay Won't, but better late than never. Let's welcome in the stud A.J. Brown, the Titans wide receiver, he is here. He made it, Key, he made it! (laughs) First things first, A.J., Uh, you weren't with us. I know you're obviously, you know, getting ready for a big game this weekend. I know you got the Packers next weekend, Giants Sunday night game. The fellows were wondering, just uh, real quick, what is your official weight? Not what the media guide says. How much do you weigh right now? Uh, I weigh 227. Man, don't start lying to me, man. I told you, Key, he weighs 227, man. No, man. How much do you weigh? <laughs> 227. 227 right now. 
There what's you go. The Tell big, them the truth. What's the What's the heaviest you been? Uh, two thirty. Okay. I'm you more like two, you You more like two thirty five right now, but it's all good though. No, it's no all way. Good. No way. That man, <laughs> on me, you about two thirty five. I can look at you. See, he tries to bully people, AJ. That's what he does. Don't quiet. let him bully you, man. <laughs> AJ AJ Brown know me from old Miss days, man. Come on now, stop. So, look, man, last night you got a chance to see your old quarterback in Marcus Mariota take the field after uh, Derek Carr was injured. What did you make of his performance? Man, I was just, just glad just to see him out there, man. That's a real special person. Uh, I know I, I know him personally. Uh, he's family. He leads by example. He's a great per- He's just a great person. And just to see him out there doing his thing, you know what I'm saying, coming back, you know, uh, it, it says a lot about him, you know, so uh, – I'm excited to see where he goes from here. Do you think that he'll be a starter in the league again and possibly with the Raiders? Uh, I don't think that's a question for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing, but hopefully, man, I, I wish the best for him. I, you know, uh, no, what's for him it will be for him, you know. so. AJ, you guys got – a beast of a roster there in Tennessee, man. Uh, Derek Henry's closing in on a second straight Russian title. Make the case mm-hmm. for why you think King Henry should be the MVP, man. Um, he shows up every game for us. Um, to be honest, um, if if he don't play well, he we don't play well as a team. To be to be honest, you know, uh, he carries the load each and every week. You know, he's like he's like LeBron James or our team. To be honest. You know, uh, so uh, he he's only he's only a couple yards, well, about three three hundred yards, something like that, away from two thousand yards. So uh, I definitely think he deserves MVP, even if he even get close to that. So now look on Sunday, man, you almost made me spit my drink out of my mouth. I stood up when you made that crazy catch against the Jags. Take me through that scenario, man. What was going through your mind? Uh. It's funny though. It's funny because every time I try to do a one hand catch, I do not catch the ball. And when the time <laughs> that I don't try to do it, I do a one hand catch and I catch it. So, uh, but I saw the ball in the air, and um, and the guy was kind of uh, all all over me, and I was gonna try to high point the ball, and the last second he grabbed my left hand, left arm, and I just stuck my right arm up. And God's grace. <laughs> Tongue in cheek here, man. Oh, go ahead, Key. No, I was gonna say that's great. It was great concentration, is what it was. Um, I think when you when you look at where you're at now with the Tennessee Titans, opposed to when you first came in, take me through that maceration of how you've arrived and where you are today. Um, I don't feel like I arrived, but I, I mean, I'm definitely getting better. Um, I can see that, uh, but uh, just, just just being a student of the game each and every day, learning as much as possible. Uh, even when I'm not practicing as much as I, I was last year, still just studying the game, studying my opponent, you know, um, just learning new things, um, learning, picking up on the defense is quicker. As soon as I line up, I, I know what defense they're in, you know. So it's just a, the comfortability that I am when I'll be out there. So, um, But most importantly, you know, I, I keep working each and every day, so, you know, because nobody's arrived. AJ, have some fun with this one, man. Who was your quarterback the season you played with DK Metcalf? Who was your quarterback? Uh, I had a couple quarterbacks. Shea Patterson, Jordan Tiamu. All right, so Tiamu and Shea Patterson. 
Um, how in the world did not both of those guys throw for like 10,000 yards if their wide receivers are you and DK Metcalf? We were still we were still evolving at the time. We were, we weren't the players we were uh, today. <laughs> you know, uh, DK is is going crazy right now. I'm trying to keep up with him, uh, but we weren't the same player we was uh, in college. You know, so yeah, <laughs> and I don't know who to blame for that. I don't know who to blame for that. <laughs> man, you, I can tell you. You want me to tell you to blame? I can tell you. Blame Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> I got you. I can't, you, I can't say you. You, I, you I hey, look, you feel me? Don't say though, nothing, right? AJ. Don't say nothing, AJ. I, I can't. No, say, you, I can't you, say nothing to that. You, you know, you feel me though. You, you definitely, you definitely feel me. So let me ask you this though: You were recently compared to Terrell Owens, and you didn't seem to like that comparison. Why don't you like certain comparisons to certain receivers? Um. I just don't want to be compared to anyone, to be honest, because, um, like, I'm my own person. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be me at the end of the day. And on top of that, uh, me being compared to a Hall of Fame receiver, uh, it's kind of disrespectful. I even reached out to him and to, and let him know, like, I mean, no disrespect by the comment I made. It was just it's just disrespectful to him because I haven't even got started yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on year two. You know, uh, I haven't even scratched his surface yet. You know, I got a long way to go, so. You know, I just try to keep the comparisons to a minimum and just, just let me be me and let me run my own race. I know you got a big game this weekend coming up against the Lions and then next Sunday night, gigantic game on Sunday night football against the Packers. Best of luck. The division's going to come right down to week 17. It kind of feels like it between hey, the Colts man. and the Titans. And next time, get your ass in here on time. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Jeez, hey, key. hey, hey, that, hey that, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't got nothing to do with me. AJ, you're welcome to the show whenever you want to come, brother. You good with me, man. We good. See you, man. I, I appreciate y'all. All right, AJ. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.